gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. Happy Friday to everybody out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, we're excited as uh, the water cooler kind of before Nate came along, and I, I guess this was uh, with Big Sky too, kind of the idea behind the show is to have different uh, water cooler or different ticket personalities show up. That's kind of the idea behind the water cooler. You run into people uh, throughout the day. And so today we're going to have Mike Melby join us here in about uh, 25 minutes. Uh, of course, him and Tom Stevens have their new show off and running um, here on uh, Sunday nights and of course i lost my rundown where where i had to listen down but in any case mike melby will be joining us so we're very excited uh about that uh and then uh, also to start off the show we're going to rank uh how excited we are for or kind of levels of excitement i suppose for each football game as we like to keep our college football base show rolling around but first I, i've got some good news for you nebraska softball has punched their ticket to the big 10 championship yes game, they have uh, with a two to one victory Huge. of ohio state walk off in the bottom of the seventh uh very cool moment for ronda Ravel in that program and now nebraska has a chance to be champs and how could it get any better than that strick, uh, <laughs> strick loves it he's excited strick loves it too <laughs> strick you can always jump in whatever you want to do but you can all you want to you want to say something for the huskers there Go big red. There we go. go. Big red. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Oh, they got the they got the bracket Yo. out. Look oh, at that. The bracket oh, out. that's awesome. Looks like a giant check. One of those giant oh checks gosh. they give you. That's huge. Oh, yeah. that's, that's awesome. All the stuff that has been going on throughout the year, all the ups and downs. Women's sports have been rocking. Absolutely. From the winter to the fall. Now to the spring. They've been crushing it. They've been crushing it, Basketball, bro. volleyball, That's a huge softball. win right there. That is. Uh, so Nebraska awaits Northwestern Michigan, the winner of that. Northwestern uh, pretty much close to a top 10 team, right? I mean, they're pretty highly ranked. Yeah, Northwestern will probably host a region as it stands right now. If Nebraska were to beat them, that would make it really interesting. And the guys, you got to think about, too, Nebraska's around 30th in the RPI. So right now they would probably go to Oklahoma's region. Oklahoma, the number one team in the country. You want to avoid Oklahoma. So if Nebraska wins the Big Ten tournament, I don't think they'd screw them enough to put them against Oklahoma. But we saw baseball last year go against Arkansas. Yeah, so. even with the Big Ten win. But the Big Ten, <sighs> Big Ten softball is not in the same. No, no, no. no. Uh, but still, that, that, that would be baseball. a terrible draw. That yeah. would be a horrible I, I just draw. think it's per personally good for the programs as a whole. You know, Absolutely. Just to continue to see the success. You know, hopefully they can continue to just use that as a springboard to push, you know, them into new realms of heights of success going forward. So tremendous day for the Huskers. Hopefully they can finish it off uh, in the championship game. Yeah, Nebraska Nebraska loves a winner, if nothing else, and uh, so hopefully we'll see more support for softball brewing around the corner. I, I went to my first softball game the other day at, at Boland Stadium. It was very cool. They kind of had free tickets there mm -hmm. um, and uh, brought in, drew in quite a crowd because the, the, uh, the weather was great. And it was free admission. Yeah. But I tell you what, thank God that we have the women's sports in Nebraska performing well because men's sports have been kind of 
awful, like literally across the board. <laughs> Nebraska football had one win. Nebraska basketball, the worst team in the Big Ten. And Nebraska baseball, in your backyard, the Big Ten tournament's in Omaha, you're not even going to make it. So mm, might at least, not make it. Oh, Let's hold off. I don't know, Vok. I don't know. Listen, we had a guy on our show on the block named Bob. Yes, Bob. That called in. Oh, it was Bob. Okay, you know Bob. Yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> we know Bob. Listen, op- Bob, Optimus Bob. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was the biggest optimist, and now Bach kind of took a little bit of the uh, of, of the shot. Oh, the now you're drinking the Kool-Aid <laughs> a little bit? Yeah, he, Put a little rum in his Kool-Aid. Yeah, thumb, I, don't right? know, I, don't know, I want to believe, and then I, I for some reason, <laughs> I'm just a big national TV guy. If I see a national TV, I'm going to get going. They got ESPNU tonight, ESPN2 on Sunday for the Huskers uh, baseball series with Illinois. So oh, if really? there's a time to turn it around, it's the, it's the, it's the, the eyes of the nation upon you. I, again, I hope you're right, Buck, but regardless, I, I think it's good if they go to Omaha just because, again, it's right in your backyard. But that's not a good baseball team. I, I don't see them really right. doing too much in the Big Ten tournament. That's why you got to watch softball, man. Like I, I'm telling you, this team, if they can find a way to avoid Oklahoma in the region, which – Again, baseball got screwed with Arkansas last year, so anything can happen. If or they can like, avoid Oklahoma, or like this baseball is a team that could go to a super year. regional. Like baseball Seriously. did last year. Throw out the avoid. Give us Oklahoma. Give uh, us Arkansas. <laughs> give us Oklahoma. <laughs> and and we'll how'd that work down. out for you, though? How'd hey, that work out for you? Take the all the smoke. Hey, yeah, we, already, <laughs> we already got what some would consider to say a cupcake football schedule. But listen. Yeah, but no, but, true. But, but real, re- realistically speaking, when things first started, they were given, when Frost first got, they were given a gauntlet to have mm. to get through. Yeah. So it's rightfully so that at some point Finally. it yeah. would cycle yeah. back yeah. to them to be yeah. able to get a little reprieve. Yeah, it's really right. just in time for Frost. You know? <laughs> this is the year, yeah, this is the year you need it, to you say know? the least. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. in any case, as, 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 as whatever we could say about the football schedule, you could say it's soft or whatever, you haven't beat those soft teams. It's the Facts. Big Ten West. Mm. You, you know, you like the draws against Minnesota and Purdue mm. and Northwestern and Illinois. Well, you got to beat them, on them once in a while, And other than Northwestern, which they did take care of uh, last season. But uh, that'll be that's exciting. Again, Nebraska has a chance at the championship now in softball as they uh, they get things going down there in East Lansing. Kind of an odd place to – kind of an odd host. I like. have heard nothing – Strick, you could probably speak on this. I've heard nothing but bad things about East Lansing. To be, I've, I've, heard, I've never heard anyone say, wow, East Lansing, like a great place to, place to, be. to Destination. be. I've not heard that from anyone, legitimately. Um, it, it had always been dreary whenever we went up there mm-hmm. to play. Uh, going into the arena, it didn't seem like there was any anything. But we had success. I mean, in in the two times that we played them, we beat them, and they were good. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. they they you know that was the teams with Eric Snow and Sean Resper. Eric and, Snow, uh, nice, yeah. Uh, they had a big man too that was really good. Um, he actually got he actually got drafted and he played in the NBA. Some mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but yeah, they were solid. And we went up there and beat them in Michigan State, and we also beat them at home. So, uh, and obviously, I mean, some may remember the home game where um, we were down, and we ran a play similar to what Boston Celtics did, (laughs) and we ran it for Tom Wald. And Tom comes off, gets fouled, shooting three, and goes to the free throw line with ice in his veins Mm. and made all three of them. And so as time expired, they kind of left the pass out. I caught it, stole it, and tried to just flip it up because it was only like a – so like point <laughs> six seconds or something left. I didn't have time to like catch mm-hmm. him yeah. doing it. 
So I caught it and I flipped it up and just came up short. But we ended up winning in overtime. Oh, nice. So that's how we ended up winning that game. Nice. So, yo, those are – listen, other than that, there's nothing that's – to be honest, I wonder how they do it. I wonder how they, they, you know, they recruit the way that they do. Maybe it's in IL bags. Yeah. <laughs> it's some because yeah. basketball and football. I mean, it's not just one or the other. I mean, both are normally pretty successful, so they're doing yeah, something. They haven't there. had the most uh, organized athletic department over the last several no. years. So I mean, there is that. So I, I, I don't know. Well, but either way, I mean, they hold they host the regional. I don't care where you play. If Nebraska softball wins a championship. Let's go take over the town. Let's storm <laughs> East Lansing. And, uh, Everybody's no, going. That's yeah. one thing about Husker sports. I mean, when, when you're rolling, um, I mean, even in our worst of years, which was my senior year, when we, were, we, we fell off the map at some point, but then we came back and won the NIT, we had more fans from Nebraska in that turnaround, that short span of turnaround when they watched us just go out to beat Tarkanian out in Fresno State, go to Colorado State, beat them. And then, you know, come home and win a game. And they went out there. They went out to New York. And we had more fans oh, yeah, than St. Joseph, which is right down the street in Philly. Yeah. It, they, there was more red in there. So, listen, why not go out to, uh, you know, take it over? Yeah. The, the, the Husker fans are very mm-hmm. well capable in traveling. And one of the things I always loved about it, too, is it didn't matter if we played in USC or if we played in Arizona or wherever we played, we would see these banners in the freaking rafters. Mm-hmm. Arizonans for Huskers. <laughs> yeah. Northern Arizonans for Huskers. <laughs> like Californians for yeah. Huskers. I mean, <laughs> like, what? Amazing, yo. Where did you yeah. come from? Yeah. I'm telling you, that's the kind of stuff. You might not know about that. Back in the 90s, there was like it, like it was a staple, even into the 2000s, I suppose. Um, but there was a staple, like every college football um, home game, there'd be signs everywhere, like Georgians for Nebraskans, mm-hmm. Texans for Nebraskans, yeah. everywhere. It's crazy. Is that part of why it's so frustrating the men's sports teams are so bad? Because they do have that support? Like, that always, I always think about that. Like, the, the support is amazing. Yeah. Even when they're bad. Like, that has to be some at least somewhat frustrating that you have all this support and it doesn't show up on the field. I would have to agree with you. Like, um, and that, and that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, the sports and because remember I've lived in a lot of different places. And so I represent Huskers wherever I go, you know, and, and everybody be like, Oh, the Huskers, you know, it started off kind of a little bit at first, at first they would talk crazy about, how unathletic or how this <laughs> and we would so during that period when we lost a couple you know to to Miami and then we had lost to Florida State oh, yeah. and so forth but then when we beat the brakes off Miami and we beat the tar off of Florida oh, yeah. I was walking around <laughs> with my chest high I was like yeah now say something yeah, right then, but 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 then it kind of slowly digressed it, it, shortly after that it wasn't bad you know there, you know yeah, there wasn't really nobody talking but, crazy yeah. but then. It got into that phase where I just uh, – you, you remember the old Browns? You know, the old Browns when they used to wear the paper bags? Yep. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. I have enough pride that I didn't have to do that, but <laughs> but I felt like that. I yeah. felt like the paper bag with the tears on my face and stuff like that. That's how I felt. Well, again, and if you – but I always say this at least – if you're if you want your to be tested to be a true fan, it's you can't just like the Yankees and the Lakers and you know you you have to. No, I agree with that. You yeah, have to absolutely. go through some ups and downs. It's yeah. not all yeah. easy easy times. If you've been an Alabama fan since two thousand eight, well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of, t- a lot we, of don't yeah. we don't care. We don't care. But in all in all reality, too, you know, I feel like the Cowboys. The Cowboys fans are some of the most loyal and oh yeah. 
fervent. They get after it. But it's like every year they get built up to get their heart broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to win it. Oh, they yeah, win it, and then yeah, they get to the you know, playoff game or yep. two, and they're out of there, you know. So yep. uh, even when they had those great teams. But that's I'm hoping that the programs really can get back to its roots of character and recruiting those types of, of players that – in their heart and their passion, they bleed it and they mean it. And so when they show up here and they see what it is that mm-hmm. they're coming into, that they apply that type of passion and, and their mm-hmm. desire and their worth ethic into what they're seeing mm-hmm. as opposed to just thinking this is a stepping stone. And I think that's what the problem was for a while too is coaches at some point started coming here and using this as a stopgap or a bridge to wherever they wanted to go. And so you lost a lot of even that uh, part of it in the coaching side of it that was trying to bring because they really just wouldn't bring kids they would come in bridge gap it couldn't bring the kids and realize that it wasn't as easy you got to sell something yeah and all of a sudden they would bounce before it really got exposed that they weren't able to acquire the types of kids that fit for these types of programs and I think that's what helps Frost too and I know everyone hates on Frost and he's had his issues but Ultimately, I would say Scott Frost wants to be here. Like, if he has some type of success, to your point, Strick, I don't think he's the kind of coach that just jumps yeah, to I the next big school. He mean. could. Don't get me wrong. It's it's pretty difficult when Alabama, Clemson's throwing you $10 million for 10 years. Michigan State did it with Mel Tucker, for crying out loud. Money talks to some extent, but I think he wants to be here. I think Fred Hoiberg wants to be here. So, yeah, they haven't had the success. But there is something to be said for in the past. You've had a lot of coaches that point. this is your stepping stone. Like, you go to Nebraska, get your resume built up to go to a bigger school. I don't think that's the case here. Hasn't been too many resume buildings. Maybe the idea has been to build a resume. Oh, absolutely. But it hasn't yeah. worked out. And yeah, yeah, certainly kind of with you Bill Callahan there. You have to love it. Yeah. Um, but and, and you wonder, too, if that's kind of I, – I, I can't wait to see this basketball – program kind of take its next step past um basically what i I see last year's unit was like hey let's get you guys to the nba and you could see that in some of the shot choices they had absolutely Um, clearly alonzo verge was like hey you're gonna be the point guard we're gonna make you a point guard for the next level and and, you know obviously bryce mcgowan's had a one and done idea you don't really have those guys on this year's team so maybe it's more of a team collective effort not uh, you know, individual goals, which are, are great, and you have to sell if you're going to get a Bryce McGowan's, uh, if you're going to get Alonzo Verge in the transfer portal. But I think that that I think we could see more of a team teamwork this year from and Fred Hoiberg. You team. have to have that at a school like Nebraska, and Strick, you probably know this better than anyone. You you can't really have the one and done guys. It, it, they will never be Kentucky. They will never be Duke. I don't care how many five stars you get. That will never be your brand of basketball. It just won't be. Mm-hmm. It's just not what it's going to be. So I feel like you have to build those teams. And if you don't, you're going to see more seasons like last year that say what you will about Bryce McGowan's. They had more success with him off the court. They had more Big Ten wins when Bryce McGowan's wasn't playing than when he was playing. So I, I, I don't know if he was to blame for that. Again, I think Bryce McGowan's is a great player. I think it might have been a bit of a Yeah, really enigma. good toward the end of last but, year. Yeah. But, but that's the thing is that is Nebraska's brand of basketball. It always has been, and mm-hmm. I think it always will be. It's always going to be hard-nosed, grind it out. It has to be. You know, you know put pressure and be team camaraderie. And you got to win that way. It's not going to be – yeah, we noticed that when the the Palmers and the types of those came in, um, that it's good they do well, mm-hmm. but it it's not a winning formula. It's got to be very 
uh, Miami Heat tish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a lot of just some depth, and everybody plays their role, and everybody's out there doing a specific job, and they're doing it well, and everybody then breathes off of the success, not of the the one, but of the collective. Mm-hmm. You see, so that's what I think they have to. That's why I say the recruitment has to be character. Mm-hmm. It has to be character. It has to be about uh, selflessness. It has to those type of you know, ingrained things in a person, you've got to look for. It can't just be about numbers. It can't just be about that. If it becomes that, then there there may not be. It's okay to have one or two of those, but you yeah. can't have built mm-hmm. on those. Well, and, I, and that's what I like to say, too. Just because one thing didn't work out doesn't mean don't turn down the next no, one, and, one and done. <laughs> you can get some one and dones. Bring them all in. Come on. Right. Um, but it, it's kind of like the if you looked at the, back at the Villanova model, Mikel Bridges was a one and done. But he wasn't the best player in that team. Jalen Brunson was was there. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, or you know whoever they had on on those teams, um, he was just kind of complimentary piece. When they're when Nebraska brings in Bryce McGowan's or wants Dylan Ryle, it's like, hey, come be the savior of the program. Right, it's you a can't good point. Have, you yeah. can't have the savior of the program. No anymore I don't think I don't I don't know if I'm I, yeah. it's gonna be hard to buy into it um unless it just kind of happens organically and even then it's, it's hard to you know savior the program's quite a big I really deal, but I really think that we'll see when the draft comes because either way you're gonna have a story it's a it's, it's a win-win for Nebraska and the reason being is you're gonna either have a story to sell that you can come here still have success and move on mm-hmm. or you can come here and have success but if you listen to the coaches, and we really tried to tell Bryce that you maybe needed one more year, mm-hmm. you still have a story. Yeah. Because now you right. can tell that next guy that tries to come and do that, don't play this way, stay the course, here's why, let us teach you, let us train you, and then we'll prepare you. You'll still get there, but you'll be a first-rounder now as instead of a second-rounder or a no-draft pick. And that's what so I think that's what's going to come out And of I think draft. that's what I'm worried about, too. Is yeah. And me and Bach have talked about this extensively, and I feel like everyone has a different opinion, including NBA scouts, where Bryce McGowan is going to land. I wouldn't be surprised to see him fall out of the first draft. Facts. And then those contracts aren't guaranteed. Yeah. And, and then you're just kind of playing with fire at that point. Like You just you really have to have a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in yourself as a 19-year-old to play Facts. professional basketball. So That's I'm with point. you on that. That's I, a great point. I think if you are a fringe second round guy, you come to another year. And like you said, too, another thing is at Nebraska, if Bryce McGowan stayed another season, Nebraska was an NIT team. The NIL money will be there. Oh, my God. The NIL money will be there for a player like Bryce McGowan. Now, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, I don't know. It, and that's what I'm talking about, Bach. That, and that's what that's kind of the point I'm making is if you're fringe Anywhere, if you're not in lottery territory, even in the bottom half of the first round, unless you land on this right team, Kawhi Leonard, Mikhail Bridges, unless you land on the right team, Jalen Brunson, you you see what I'm saying? You can be in trouble because you're either going to sit there and they're going to let you waste away. And if you don't have that heart, if you don't have that stick to itiveness, if you're that bouncer type mentality guy, if you're that. Joe Forte type of guy where hey. I'm, yeah, yeah, look, I love him. I played I know, with him in Boston, and, and and that was the thing I saw. It was just like he felt entitled. If you have that entitlement, yeah. type well, he's of an all American. He thought he, he thought he yeah. could just walk yeah. into the league, and, yeah. and that doesn't yeah. work like that because he had to face me. He had to face Kenny Anderson. He had to face 
So, young fella, sit down over there because you're getting this business at practice every day. <laughs> I'm not letting you just come in here and think, yeah. I don't care who you are. Uh-huh. It's a grown men's game this is, here. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's professional come basketball. Come handle yeah. this body. You know, yeah, that, right, that's the way right, I'm looking at you. Right. Like, I don't care who you are. You did that where in college. We, this is different right yeah. here, young fella. So, that's what I'm saying, and that's what I'm scared for Bryce because I needed to get, see him get stronger. I mm. needed to see him to be able – you see how they're letting him play now? Bryce would have oh the physicality of the playoffs. Play yeah. the playoffs play is now, it's different basketball. Like, no, it, it is different game. He would not make it because he wouldn't be able to get nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying you're still young. Your body's still growing. Fill it out. Fill it in. Learn. Mm-hmm. Learn different lift different aspects about rotations and different aspects about coming off the pick and roll and where those next guys are going to be. He didn't do that very well, and I didn't see that, and that's what made me. And the very least, come back another year and shoot better to show that, you know, if you can't physically. Under 30 for three? Yeah. And you're a two? You got to be able to shoot in the NBA, too. All that, the way these teams play, you have to be a four and be able to shoot now, let alone a two. All that to be said, Bryce still might land in the first round because he is that talented. He is that athletic. How many of those are there? There are. How many Bryce McGowan types are there? But I'll tell you, of all the freshmen that they're in the country last year, he's like top three in scoring. So, I mean, there's something to be said about what he did do. Uh, Three in. That, that's wins. the thing. And scoring. Let me, let me ask you this. On Paulo a, Banchero, Jabari on Smith. A good team. That's pretty good. Yeah. If you on put, a good team. If you right. put him on Duke, if you put him on Duke, does he have the same season that he has Negative. this year? I don't even know if he starts. Ser- like, so. seriously. Like, he, if, if he does start, he'd probably be a 10-point-a-game guy, yep. and there's no way he's going to the NBA. Like, the, the, the reason he's projected as a first-round pick is his athleticism and his NBA body. I'm I'm with the NBA scouts on that. I mean, you can look at the kid and yeah. tell that he would fit in, in the NBA. Yeah. But when Athletic. you shoot under thirty percent from three, like, come on, that 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 worries me. And and again, I, the thing that I'm most worried about too is the second round draft picks. Your contract's not guaranteed, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of pressure for a nineteen year old yeah. kid. It is. Yeah. It's for anybody, let alone a nineteen year old kid. I would say watch him. Watch him in the combine. I think the combine oh, yeah. is, is, is a snippet. It's not necessarily the end-all, be-all, but it's a snippet mm-hmm. on what um, it could look like. Because I don't think a lot of people, and listeners, if you're out there listening right now, it, a lot of listeners don't understand what those individual workouts and what those combine workouts are like. If you're not in shape, I mean, I'm talking about you're not at home, you're disciplined, and you're running, Grinding, and you're doing yeah, all types yeah. of drills with getting your lungs – they're, they, they, all those drills are intense. It's not you can just kind of, kind of flow down and get into a, you know, get into yeah, a rhythm, right. no, sir. If you do that, they're, they're gonna oust you. So you've got to really be intense in your workouts. And if so, that's what I'm saying. Check out the combine. They're gonna probably uh, show it on NBA TV or oh, something. Yeah, I, I'm actually Check very out the combine. Yeah. The combines will tell you a lot about what he's been doing in his off time, what type of work he's been putting in. Yeah, well, I can't. I can't wait for it. Regardless of what happens, to watch his uh, his NBA Absolutely, career. Hopefully, yeah. we get to see more of it. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I wish him success. I'm yeah. not bad. Absolutely. It. Yeah. I'm just being. Yeah, I'm course. being Bob like optimistic on the other way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is fine. We need some of that too. We can't. Uh, we can't be all uh, all happiness here. Uh, I think we have. Uh, we'll see if Melby's in studio is uh, set to join us here in the next uh, few minutes. Mike Melby, who's got a new Sunday night show here at the Ticket. Uh, we'd like to thank Strick for jumping in for the first segment. Oh yeah! Uh, and a reminder: Strick is coming home. And He's uh, we'll back. Talk- <laughs> He's back. We'll talk more about that with on the block. Yeah, on the block will be coming up after the show. Mike Melby joining us next here on the Ticket Water Cooler.